This is Generation Justice. I'm Jakia Fuller. And I'm Patrick Goff. Generation Justice is a multimedia movement to train youth to harness the power of media for social change. In New Mexico, we have so many young leaders, and tonight we dedicate our program to youth that are doing some amazing things to build up our community. First, we're going to hear from Lena Quintana, who is both a local and international youth leader. She helped build the youth program at the Rio Grande Center for Spiritual Living and is a global youth messenger for the International Center for Spiritual Living Network, or CSL. She just got back from their CSL summer camp in California, and she'll be sharing more about the camp and what Centers for Spiritual Living provide. After that, we'll be hearing from James Black and Faustino Villa from the 111 Media Collective, a local screen printing and design shop. Stay tuned to hear about the connection between screen printing and social justice, and how their collective is building Board K Pride. We'll also be taking a look at all the upcoming events that are happening as summer wraps up, and listening to some A-plus music. Here's our music host for the night, Cecilia Frescas. Hi everyone, I'm Cecilia Frescas, and I will be your music host for the night. I have a great lineup of songs set up for you this lovely rainy Sunday. To start off, I am taking you back to the 70s with a solid song from Credence Clearwater Revival. Here is Long As I Can See the Light off their album Cosmos Factory. Our first guest tonight is Lena Quintana. Since the age of 13, she has helped build a youth program at the Rio Grande Center for Spiritual Living. She graduated from Monsano High School earlier this year and is already making her impact on the world. She was elected to be one of three global youth messengers for the International Network of Centers for Spiritual Living. Here is Lena Quintana with DJ fellow Christina Rodriguez to share more of her story. Hello, I'm Christina Rodriguez, and I'm here with Lena Quintana. She is a global youth messenger for the International Network of Centers for Spiritual Living. Since she was 13, Lena has helped to build the youth program at the Rio Grande Center for Spiritual Living. We are honored to have you here today, Lena, and it sounds like you've done a lot of amazing things so far in your life, and I'd like to hear more about it. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Of course. I was born and raised here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. My entire family has come from Taos, New Mexico. When I was 13, my mom decided to start her own center and follow her dream of being a senior minister. I have supported her by helping build the youth program here in New Mexico at the Rio Grande Center for Spiritual Living. Um, along with that, every teen that I've come in contact with, every time I've seen bullying go on or anything like that, I've done my best to stop it and just let kids know that they are worth a lot more than sometimes society is telling them. I've heard that you were elected as a global youth messenger. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. Last summer, I was elected onto the CSL Youth and Young Adult Board on an international level as the global youth messenger. So there's three global youth messengers, and then on the board there's also people called ambassadors and people called techs, teen experience coordinators. I run alongside with all of them, and 
Uh, together we create camps for teens to come and find out that they are worth something, that they matter, that they are loved, and more importantly, that they can love themselves and they can be confident in themselves without any repercussions. How did you become involved with the Centers for Spiritual Living? So I was um, born and raised in Centers for Spiritual Living, CSL. I originally used to go to Albuquerque Center for Spiritual Living. Then when I was 13, I started to help my mom build her program. And through that, I just started to have more and more of a calling to help out this fantastic mission that they have going on. Can you help us to understand what a Center for Spiritual Living provides? So a Center for Spiritual Living is just a place to go every Sunday. A lot of people might confuse it with a church, but it's not a church. Even though we do have services, we have a senior minister, we have practitioners, but it's a place to go and just be with a community and listen to the weekly sermon about what tools we can use in our lives to better impact our lives. And it is for all age groups. It's not just for youth. Um, In fact, most of our community there is 40 plus years old. They're a wonderful group of people, and it's a place to just go and feel supported and loved. Tell us more about the Rio Grande Center for Spiritual Living. The Rio Grande Center for Spiritual Living is currently located off of I-25 in Comanche. It is a wonderful little place that everyone in the community is like one giant family. The Centers for Spiritual Living belongs to a thinking or philosophy called science of mind. Science of mind is the thinking that what goes on in your head and inside you is your own reality because everything that you see through your own eyes and what you experience is your own reality. The person sitting next to you cannot experience it the same way that you have. So what you want to see happen in the world has to come from an internal place and develop into an external place. So breaking that down into a better form would say, if I sat here thinking all the time that I was worthless, that I'm not worth anything, no one loves me, that is the only thing that I'm going to see in the world in front of me. But if I sit here from an internal place and say, I love myself, I am fantastic, I am beautiful, that is what I'm going to see when I walk out into the world. So at the Rio Grande Center for Spiritual Living, we have weekly services, two services on Sunday, one starting at 9 a.m. and one starting at 11, where you can sit and sing with the community and listen to Reverend Martha Quintana give her weekly sermon. Afterwards, we all meet in the back for cake, food, and just talk with each other. Along with that, uh, RGCSL offers classes. If you want to better understand science of mind, we offer classes like foundations. And there's various other classes if you want to become a practitioner or a minister in the philosophy. With that, every Tuesday at 12 p.m., there is a luncheon with Reverend Martha Quintana where anyone can come and have lunch with her and just kind of ask her questions. What is Science of Mind about? What is your idea for this center? What is CSL's idea for the organization as a whole? We also offer various things as in movie nights and yoga and practitioner outings and retreats, just various wonderful things. You've helped to build the youth program at the Rio Grande Center for Spiritual Living. Can you tell us more about the youth program? 
Yes, our church originally started out at Albuquerque Hotel, so there wasn't really a room for the youth program to happen, but we started to get more and more kids. So I would take the kids and I would take them out into the courtyard and hang out with them, play with them, maybe try to teach them a little bit of science of mind while I was at it. Then slowly we started to get teachers, and as we got teachers, we started to kind of put together a makeshift program for it. After a while, we realized that we needed an actual program, so me and three other people got together to put together an actual youth program ministry within the church itself. And since then, we have about seven teens attending almost every service, about seven to ten elementary school and mid-schoolers, and about four or five toddlers. And with that, um, in the youth program, we offer things for fundraising to go to the camps that I mentioned earlier to have them go to a place where they feel loved and healthy and find that self-empowerment. And we do that through fundraisers such as like barbecues. One of our favorite fundraisers is something called Rent-A-Teen, where the community rents us for an hour, three hours, how, how long they need us for to come clean up their yard, to take care of their dog, clean their house, take something to the dump for them, pretty much just do any kind of work that they don't want to do or that they can't do. And we come in pairs to come out and help the community. I think that's really beautiful and that self-love and self-empowerment is really crucial for everyone in society. But I know you teach a lot of workshops about self-love and self-empowerment. So why is that so important to you and why is that important to young people? From the age of about 10 to 13 to about 20, 25, something happens within ourselves. We start to not feel as confident in ourselves. We start to hate ourselves because of stuff that happens externally. And like I just said, everything that happens externally comes from the internal. So if you start out thinking that you're not worth much and that you don't belong here because of what other people are going to say. It's going to turn into this giant vicious cycle between what they're saying and what you're saying, creating this place that is just really negative. But if you are talking about how much you love yourself and that you know that you are worth something no matter what anyone else says, you then create this place for you to grow and become this fantastic, successful person that everyone gets to see. How does loving yourself fit into spirituality? Spirituality and self-love oftentimes people think are two different things. But spirituality is just another form of finding out who you are and what you love and what you believe and how to stand in your own power and your own truth. So putting self-love with that spirituality is a more connected way to find who you are, to find what you love, what you don't love, what you agree with, what you don't agree with, what you want out of your life, what you want in your reality. Putting those two together is just another tool for how to learn. I think it's so powerful and interesting that You've become this spokesperson for young people in this movement, and how does that feel for you? It's really nice. It doesn't feel like this giant thing to me or that anything much has changed in my life because it's been something that I've been doing ever since I was little. 
I've always, always tried to do my best to help those around me from just sharing my lunch with the kid next to me who didn't bring his to what I'm doing now on a global level. I just, with all my heart, want all kids and young adults to know that everyone out there is worth something. Everyone out there is worth being loved and has someone who does love them. I just want everyone to know that. I just think it's so powerful that you're so young and you know how important love is. What is your message to young people? Even though some days can be really hard or that some kids that you come in contact with can be really difficult and mean, they don't make up who you are. You make up who you are. And how much you love yourself isn't dependent on how the, how the kids around you see you, how other people tell you to see yourself. It's dependent on how you see yourself. And trust me, how much you love yourself comes out. And when you truly, no questions asked, love yourself, there is no one, absolutely no one that can touch you or hurt you because you are beautiful and you are strong. And that self-love is more amazing than anything else. That's really, really powerful. If listeners want to know more, where can they find more information? If you want to know more information about the center here in town, you can go to Rio Grande Center for Spiritual Living.org and it will give you our service hours, what we offer, a quick little bio about the center itself. Is there anything else that you would like to add? I would just really like to thank KUNM and Generation Justice for inviting me onto their wonderful show. And the work you guys are doing here is equally as powerful and beautiful. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lena, for those insightful and powerful words. Uh, I really appreciated what you said about creating your own reality of self-love. That's something that I think a lot of people lose sight of. And it's so wonderful that you're using the ideas of spirituality and community to spread that message. You made a really good point about making your internal the external. We forget that it doesn't matter what other people think about us. It's about how you feel about you. That is a powerful concept, and thank you, Lena, for that. After the CSL camp, Christina had another opportunity to speak with Lena. Let's hear what she has to say. Take it away, Christina. This is Christina Rodriguez with Generation Justice, and I'm here with Lena Quintana. Again, after her experience at camp, she just got back this Saturday. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your experience at the CSL Teens Camp? For this camp in particular, it was definitely a new experience for me personally because I was on the cusp of adulthood. So I was like a miniature advisor or junior advisor, and I was also on the leadership team for this camp. So I helped create this camp this year. So to be able to watch it unfold and to run it and to see all of the youth's growth and interaction and reactions and what they've learned about themselves was all a very beautiful experience and it was wonderful to, to be able to see firsthand. Can you share with us a little bit about what you did at this camp and what people learned about? The theme for this camp was called To Infinity and Be One. So we kind of figured out like, how to connect with each other more than just being here in the moment, seeing them face-to-face -face through social media and just like how to connect with people and stay connected away from camp. Because camp is only one week out of the all the weeks in the year. 
So you still have all these other weeks without all these really close friends that you connect really on a really deep basis every day. Along with that, we had a lot of evening workshops that were more about discovering yourself, who you are, whether it was through your sexual identity, your social identity, identity you were striving for, and then how to get there. It's really interesting. And there's people from all over the world. This year, we had our Canadians, as always. Two of the Canadians <laughs> were on the team with me. They were a lot of fun. We've also had people come in from Jamaica. We had a girl come in from Puerto Rico this year. We've had people from Russia. It's getting there. We're getting a lot more of an international basis, not only just all over the U.S. And was there anything else that was different about this camp compared to previous camps that you've gone to? The evolution of camps has really just been a little mind-blowing. This was my 13th consecutive camp in a row for both summer and winter camps. At my very first camp in 2009, they would take your cell phones away so that you had no other choice but to connect with the people in front of you even deeper. This camp, we incorporated our cell phones and social media to not only promote the camp a little bit more, but to also, like I said, figure out how to connect with people all year instead of just that one year, one week out of the whole year. Is there like a hashtag that we could check out for what happened at this camp? If you go to CSL Teens, hashtag CSL Teens on Instagram, there, I think the last time we checked it, there was some 3,000 posts wow. with that um, Instagram. There's also the Instagram Touch Love Move and the Instagram To Infinity and Be One. So you could see all of this last camp through there. Very cool. Is there anything else that you would like to add or let people know about this camp? It is one of the most inspiring and mind-blowing camps that any kid could go to. Any kid from the age of 13 to 18, I definitely suggest going to because you not only learn so much about yourself, but you are also given tools to better understand the world and to get through the world, especially since from 13 to 30 is a very confusing and terrifying time with a bunch of growth. And for parents... I can guarantee you, as soon as your kid gets back from camp, you will see a magnificent growth in them. And it's beautiful to see. And it's absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing how to get involved, because I know you've taught me and all of us here at Generation Justice more about CSL and how beautiful that experience is. So thank you for that. Thank you. This is very inspiring, and I loved how you incorporated using the camper's cell phones and other technology. Using social media sounds like a great way to keep in touch, both during and after camp. You're absolutely right, Jakia. Social media is an important tool, but it's also important to interact with people on a deeper, more personal level. It sounds like this camp does a great job of striking that balance and helping teens mature and grow, even after it's over. Right, because I believe that it is important to learn about who you are in this crucial time. I'll definitely have to check out that hashtag, CSLTeens. Thank you again, Lena Quintana, for sharing this with us. Now let's hand it off to our music host tonight, Cecilia Frescas. Hi, folks. It's me again, here to introduce our second song of the night. Next is a beautiful lyrical piece chosen by Lena Quintana. The title is Perfect by artist Jamie Lula. In my 
my mind In my heart In my soul In my life I have been Searching for something But you were my dream You're perfect Next up is a really great conversation we had with 111 Media Collective. Generation Justice got the chance to speak with James Black, founder and owner of 111 Media Collective, and Faustino Villa, the screen print production manager. If you've been noticing some colorful Borque shirts lately, these folks are probably the ones who created them, with a little help from the community, of course. Let's hear more about the 111 Media Collective and what they do. Here's GJS intern Jordan Unverzat with James Black and Faustino Villa. I'm Jordan Unverzat. I'm a Generation Justice youth intern, and I'm joined today by James Black and Faustino Villa. They both work for 111 Media Collective. Can you all tell me a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and how you got into screen printing? Hello, my name's James Black. I was born and raised in Albuquerque. Uh, I got into screen printing early on, wanting to make t-shirts with my friends, trying to find like, an outlet for our artwork. And then at UNM and School of Visual Arts, I advanced on that passion and learned a lot more about the technique. And now we started this collective, 111 Media Collective, where we do production printing and we create our own streetwear lines and also host t-shirt parties along with teaching workshops. So yeah, we got into screen printing mostly as an outlet to show my artwork and now I mostly use screen printing as a method of teaching people how to have an outlet for their own work. I'm Faustino Villa. I was born in El Paso, Texas and raised in Albuquerque. First time I seen someone screen print was when I was 15 years old and it was a demonstration by Mr. James Black himself in a writing intensive workshop called Voces. And I was always fond with fashion and designing and art. And I worked closely with Warehouse 508 where they started a screen printing program. And I had um, helped and facilitated the space building the the equipment and with that I also gained knowledge of like Photoshop and things like that and got an internship here at his shop and then I was asked if I wanted to fulfill a full-time position here printing and I thought it was the greatest idea ever because I really liked screen printing and everything about it. Can either of you or both of you talk about screen printing and its history related to social justice and social movements? Well, one of the reasons that I got into screen printing is because it is a revolutionary method of disseminating a message. And throughout history, wherever there's been a press, any type of printing press, you know, a Gutenberg press or a screen printing press, you have the potential for revolutionary thought to be disseminated. And I always thought that was a really exciting aspect of screen printing. Locally, we've worked with a lot of local grassroots groups from SWAP to Unidos to advance their message. And we find that screen printing an image on a t-shirt is a way to show unity 
within a group, especially at some sort of gathering, you can tell that everybody's together if they're all, you know, donning the same garment with the same message. Something that we can easily produce and we've helped a lot with is making posters and we can also do political signage. So all of these are methods that uh, we can engage in revolutionary thought and creating a message that speaks to both the visual learner and the learner who reads the message through reading. It's also being involved within the actual place that the rallies take place at. There is a uh, Cesa Chavez march that I went and printed live at. So I did 25 original posters with an image of Cesa Chavez. It was a great response. I gave some away and I asked for donations and people were more than generous because I think the artwork was just right for the occasion. And I think that's a good way to be involved with the people and educate them by just doing it in front of them. How and why did 111 Media Collective get started? I think originally uh, our collective formed out of another collective, which was called the Trillion Space, and that was on Lomas, and that was uh, originally founded by Rocky Norton, who's a local skateboarding legend and photography legend. So he gave me a chance early on with a studio in his space, Trillion Space, and our artistic relationship and friendship advanced from there. And we had the opportunity to move into the space we're at now, which is 1114 4th Street. And that's why we took the name 111 Media Collective. And we all desired to make our own types of media, be it video-based, web-based, posters, t-shirts, illustration, uh, are just some of the facets of things that we're into, along with video projection, DJing, music, and event production. So this place is a meeting point for all of these creative outlets and creating t-shirts and screen printing is just basically our bread and butter which affords us the opportunities and the networking possibilities to do all these other fun things that we're passionate about. Being a part of this collective isn't just you know being creative and about clothing lines but it's more deeper about the people that we work with from youth to adults and schools and nonprofits. And I think that's a huge part of who we are, not just being a printing shop, but being a studio. Yeah, I'm curious to kind of expand on what you just said, like why building within the community is important to you all and reaching out to these other grassroots organizations in order to collaborate and kind of lift each other up. I think uh, traditionally within the screen printing production process, there has been a lot of boundaries and secrecy in order for a lot of printers in the past kind of wanted to protect their craft. And we kind of look at it in a different way where we open up our studio as a learning environment and we believe our process could be shared with everyone in kind of like an open source way. The idea being that we could uh, raise the bar for the art form in general. But as far as working with groups uh, on a local level, it only benefits us because when we show that we do a good job on a print job for a large group that has a great message, somebody's going to ask who did their shirts. And so this value sells in terms of being righteous and working within the community, but it's also reciprocal in that it comes back to us. Our work is out there. It shows that we do quality work that lasts. And so the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. Sometimes we get people that get screens burned and they do the printing at home. 
and make their clothing brand at home in their kitchen or whatever. So I think that it just furthers a lot more of the message, not just behind um, what they're trying to express, but um, the process also. And it's very nurturing to see other youth come from workshops and um, seeing who's really passionate about not just the process, but also the art in it, to see it evolve into something that someone buys, you know, and wears and likes it and wears it again. And then they come back with it faded and they want another one. What types of programs do you offer for young people? Currently, I teach at Warehouse 508, uh, the Youth Center on 508 First Street downtown. And I'm teaching Screen Printing 101, Introduction to the Process. And I'm also teaching Screen Print 102 for the advanced students who already know the basics and want to kind of take their designs to the next level. Faustino teaches the mural arts class, and Malcolm King teaches the digital arts class. All three of us worked together just recently with the Harwood Art Center for their art summer camp, and we had our chance to teach six-year-olds the screen printing process and printmaking processes along with a drawing class. Something that we're working on right now is this downtown beautification project, which currently we're working with an organization called We Are This City. And on 4th Street, there's been a building that's been pretty much abandoned downtown for four or five years, I think, at this point. Continually, it's, it's got a bunch of graffiti on it. It gets trashed. Windows are broken. I mean, it just basically looks seedy, and it's right across the street from our shop, 111 Media Collective, so it's something we have to look at every day. We put together a proposal to beautify this building and work with the youth at Amy Beale High School that's next door to us and at Warehouse 508. And the idea is to create an art installation that is created for and by the community that will brighten and enlighten this block. We plan to take it to the next level and at nighttime have it video projection mapped and illuminate the block and create what it can be kind of a dangerous alleyway and pathway from gold to central into somewhere where people want to come take selfies and you know send that to people all over the world kind of like a, our own version of love park or something like that some sort of downtown installation that will completely change the face of what we have down here so that's a big thing that's on the horizon and and if people want to get involved, they can check out the We Are This City project online. So I've noticed that a lot of 111 Media Collective screen prints are very New Mexico and Berkey Pride centered. Can you talk a bit more about that and the local art scene that you're involved in? I think one of the reasons that you might see a lot of our um, kind of local pride designs more often too is that we offer a very affordable price point when we print live. Um, nobody else will give you a $5 print live on the spot, but we encourage people to bring their own t-shirt, upcycle it, uh, recycle, reduce, reuse, and remix. So the idea is to keep it affordable for the community, and the community chose these designs. We just kind of suggested them, and they were the ones that were most popular, so we just kind of went with those nudges. The 505 New Era has always been consistent, but Zia's has always been a thing that people want on a yellow shirt. But one of the other bigger response that we had, we made one, a Barelas, 
one and I cannot express how much people have pride in living in this neighborhood. It niches down to not just their city or their area code, but they're specifically to their neighborhood. And I think that's really cool that we can bring that to people. Is there anything else you'd like to add? As the summer winds down and as we move into the fall, we're going to be having more t-shirt parties at our shop downtown. And that's a t-shirt party is where you can bring your own t-shirt and choose from one of the very ultra-limited designs we have up for that night only. Um, and we'll feature art from Faustino Villa, Malcolm King, Ruben Cantu, and uh, Karsten Creighton, who are all working together in different facets inside of our collective. On those nights, too, sometimes we'll feature the relief press side of the shop, which Karsten pretty much runs, and we can pull relief prints or poster prints or T-shirts on that side as well. Um, so we're looking forward to offering more T-shirt parties, and we'll also be offering workshops for adults towards the end of August or the early part of September. We're also offering open studio hours for artists who have already gone through our workshops or who we know are you know, basically capable silk screeners from working with us in the past. And you can schedule studio hours with us at 111mediocollective.com or come by the shop if you're interested in getting some work done or working with us. The last thing I just wanted to mention was to thank Albuquerque for all the support that they've been showing, showing up to events and coming out and hanging out downtown or just, you know, supporting. I hear that a lot, support local, but you don't hear a lot of thank yous from the locals too. So I thought I would turn that around and say thank you and tell the people that have came by and said hi or if you feel like coming down here, don't be shy and ask us questions and check out our stuff, you know. So thanks. I also think it's time for a Generation Justice t-shirt. I don't know about you guys, but if you want to do a design contest or get something going, I think that would be a cool way to support Generation Justice. Let's get a shirt going for you guys, right? That would be awesome. Thank you both so much. I think that the work you do here is really fun and beautiful and important, and it's a lot of power in producing a message, whether it's one time or on a mass level. It's cool that you have that power, but you share it with other people, so... Thank you. I'd never considered the connection between printing presses and social justice. So many grassroots movements need to spread their ideas in simple and affordable ways, and groups like the 111 Media Collective and the art they make have the power to inspire a lot of social change. I love that the collective does live print screenings because they are letting the public see the process and how much work goes into it. It's great that you are introducing this form of media to the youth because it shows a different way to get your message out. Thank you, 111 Media Collective, for using art to empower and inspire the Albuquerque community. And thank you, Jordan, for that great interview. And now to our music host, Cecilia Frescas. Up next is one of my all-time favorite artists, Calle 13, an awesome group from Puerto Rico who are not only an amazingly talented group, but they are also always down for the cause and use music to talk about real issues. The piece I am playing next is a powerful song that talks about endurance and about todo lo que aguantamos. This is Calle 13 with El Aguante. Nacimos 
Vivimos para aguantar lo que el cuerpo sostiene. Aguantamos lo que vino y aguantamos lo que viene. Aguantamos aunque tengamos los segundos contados. Nuestro cuerpo aguanta hasta 15 minutos ahorcado. Aguantamos latigazos que nos corten los dos brazos. Fracturas en cualquier hueso. Tres semanas con un yeso. Aguantamos todo el tiempo las ganas de ir al baño para ver el cometa Halley. Hay que aguantar 70 años. Aguantamos la Hey, Patrick. Guess what? What's up, Jaquia? It's community calendar time. It's that time already? Yes. Here are our wonderful calendar hosts, Joshua Horton and Christina Rodriguez. What's going on in Albuquerque, guys? Thank you, Patrick, and thank you for joining us on this summer Sunday. It is now time for community calendar. I'm your calendar host, Joshua Horton. And I'm your other calendar host, Christina Rodriguez. As summer wraps up, we have plenty of events to share with you. That's true, Josh. In fact, we have the Mulks 2015 Summer Institute coming up Wednesday, July 29th through Saturday, August 1st. Mulks is the Mujeres Activas en Letras y Cambio Social. Mulks is a national volunteer organization of Chicanas, Afro-Asian Latinas, indigenous women, and trans and gender non-conforming people. They strive to represent and support such groups in communities as well as in institutions of higher learning. So Josh, what does their summer institute entail? The annual Mulks Institute features research and scholarly panels, creative papers, performances, workshops, and social activities. The theme this year is honoring our intersectionality, our migration roots and routes, which was developed in hopes of creating a pathway to honor our multidimensional selves, which is necessary for balance and wholeness. Tell the people where they can go, Christina. The Institute will be held at the UNM Student Union Building, and to register online, you can go to institute.malcs.org. And if you need any more information, you can call 505-277-5020. Hey, Josh, do you enjoy amazing photography and seeing the work of talented photographers? Of course I do. Then you have to check out Exhibition Image New Mexico before it closes on July 31st. Is that at the Matrix Fine Art Gallery that features 27 talented photographers that feature beautiful New Mexico art? Well, yes, Josh, it is. Photographers from across the U.S. submitted images that will make your appreciation and love of this beautiful state grow. When and where can I lay my eyes on said beautiful images? This week, Tuesday through Friday, is your last chance to check out these photographs at the Matrix Fine Art Gallery on Central. All right, and if you want more information on the exhibition, you can call the gallery at 505-268-8952. And if you like moving images, there's an event for you as well. This Friday at 8.10 p.m., Albuquerque Civic Plaza will screen Wreck-It Ralph, a modern classic. And before the movie, you can also check out the weekly ABQ Food Friday, featuring local food trucks, music, and drinks. Does it get any better than that? You could do a little snacking, a little shopping and relaxing, and then check out the movie. The event is open to everybody, so start your weekend off right. And if you have any more questions, you can call 505-768-4575. Have you ever heard of electronic folk music, Christina? I have not, Josh, but I am very, very curious. Me too. Lula Cruza is a South American duo hitting Albuquerque with a rockin' concert. The duo is from Colombia and Argentina, so we better take advantage of seeing them here in the U.S. The concert is a part of Chispa, the new Latin music series. They'll be jamming out at the National Hispanic Cultural Center August 1st, 1st at 7.30 p.m. You can call up their box office at 505-724-4771. Ah, Christina, do you remember what it was like transi transitioning from high school to college? Oh, Josh, I do, and it was a process. Hashtag agreed. 
That's why some local organizations partnered up to provide a college readiness family resource night. Oh, yeah, on Wednesday, August 5th at UNM Continuing Education. Exactly. From 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m., there will be workshops for high school students and their families. There will be guest speakers from the community. Current UNM students who will lay down their knowledge. And there will even be free food. This event is being hosted by the AmeriCorps Success Coach Program and UNM Continuing Education's Youth Program. You had me at free food. If you want more information, you can check out their youth program website at ce.unm.edu slash youth. Do you want to commemorate the Pueblo Revolt of 1680 and get your healthy on? The Indian Pueblo Cultural Center is hosting the third annual Resilience Run on August 8th. The event will include a 10K timed run, 5K individual and team challenge, and a kids 1K run and walk. And you can register right now and support the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center at resiliencerun.org. Your donation directly supports their youth education programs, which shares the history, culture, and art of the Pueblo people through interactive tours and summer camps. The Resilience Run commemorates the first successful revolution against a colonizer on North American soil and helped ensure the survival of Pueblo cultural traditions, land, language, religion, and sovereignty. Nothing better than running for a cause. You're right, Josh. Hey, are you bummed out that you didn't run down to last week's Summerfest? Well, no need to worry. Downtown Summerfest is right around the corner, Saturday, August 8th. It'll include music, food, drinks... Fun for the kids like face painting and rock climbing. There's also a market that includes jewelry, baked goods, t-shirts, bath products. And with over 25 booths, the possibilities are endless. The music starts popping at 5 p.m., so get down to the Civic Plaza and experience the whole shebang. Also, Josh, summer's wrapping up, so school's going to be starting soon. That's right, Christina, and the 2015 Community Health Fair will be having a school supply giveaway and their second annual blanket drive. Groups like the New Mexico Department of Health, Big Brothers Big Sisters, and Roadrunner Food Bank will be there, as well as New Mexico Salvation Army, First Choice Community Healthcare, UNM Attorney and Family Planning, and many, many more organizations and service providers. It will be held at the Los Griegos Health and Social Service Center, August 11th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. You can learn more by calling 505-761-4050. And that wraps up tonight's community calendar. I'm Christina Rodriguez. And I'm Joshua Horton. Now back to our lovely hosts, Jakia and Patrick. Thank you, Josh and Christina, for that awesome community calendar. For our next song, here's our music host for the night, Cecilia Frisca. Next is a very inspiring song that I ran across a couple of years ago and that I rediscovered last week. Here is Asia with her soulful voice and dope beats. This is The Way I Feel off her 2011 album, Beautiful Imperfection. I feel like I'm floating through existence. Thank you all for joining us this evening as we learned about some powerful local leaders in our community. Huge thanks to Lena Quintana for coming to the studio and sharing her insights with us. And a huge thanks to James Black and Faustina Villa for sharing their stories with us and sharing their talents with our community. We want to give a shout out to all the editors that made this show possible. Jordan Unverzat, Josh Horton, Izzy Mustafa, Kamriya Umi, and Christina Rodriguez. Thank you to our stellar engineer tonight, Izzy Mustafa. Great job to our calendar hosts, Christina Rodriguez and Joshua Horton. And of course, a thank you to our dope music host, Cecilia Fresca. 
Production assistance for tonight's program came from Christina Rodriguez, George Luna Pena, Melissa Harris, Roberta Rael, and Kamaria Umi. And last, but certainly not least, much appreciation to all of our youth members here at Generation Justice. We couldn't do what we do without you. Also, if you're interested in becoming a youth producer here at Generation Justice, we're recruiting. If you're between the ages of 13 and 25 and you're interested in media and social justice, you can apply at generationjustice.org recruit. And you can stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and much, much more. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe. We're also active on social media, so please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Konalma Health Foundation, and, of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. I'm Patrick Goff. And I'm Jakia Fuller. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned, and we'll see you next Sunday at 7 o'clock. This last song is called 2 a.m. by Poema. And by the way, happy birthday to our very own Polly Dinetclaw.